Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Small Talk, Bigger Ideas. I am your host, Neil Lopez. And on this podcast, I interview fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, musicians, artists, photographers, videographers, and all the sorts alike. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about their business, their passion, and their creativity. And we just have freestyle conversation about what's going on in their business and in their life. And hopefully with our small talk, we will lead you to a bigger idea. Today's guest, Brian Knox, famous photographer in Greenville. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, brother? Doing good, man. Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad you're here. Um, We've been trying to get this worked out. You had some schedule conflicts. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. We're here now. Um, So I know you through a couple of friends, and I think even before... I had those friends on. Shout out Holly Calloway and Don right. Garrison. Um, we had talked even maybe before then about so. doing an episode. Yeah. Yep. So um, I know a little bit about you. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners and the viewers who you are and what you do? For sure. Uh, Brian Knox. Um, uh, B Knox Photography is my business, mm-hmm. and I went full time with that in February of this year mm-hmm. as a uh, just pretty much commercial photographer. And um, have been doing photography all year. And uh, that was after about 20 years of corporate life um, in a few different roles. Mm -hmm. But um, it's been a great year. It's been super exciting and have learned a lot and feel like I have a lot to learn still. Right. And um, just really love taking photos. Mm -hmm. And um, sort of like you mentioned about wedding photography, I do love delivering that product mm-hmm. to the customer and having kind of having you know their eyes light up and uh, see that finished product and to know that you made a contribution to their life and right. um, yeah so I really enjoy it love doing it and excited about this coming up here gotcha gotcha so I noticed that you made a post about basically getting started back in February yeah did you uh, get super nervous when all this pandemic stuff hit I yeah absolutely at first I had that naive thought of it's not going to happen to me. Mm. It's not going to affect me. Yeah. Um, and when I left in February or left my day job in February, at that point it was still coronavirus was overseas. Like mm-hmm. it, I was just hearing about it on the news. Right. You know, it, like it wasn't in our backyard. And um, then I started seeing posts on Facebook from other photographer groups of like, Hey, have you guys had events cancel? Mm-hmm. I don't really do weddings, but that was kind of the first thing. Hey, these weddings are canceling, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, that's strange, but it's not going to affect me. <laughs> but then <laughs> I had a few fitness competitions on the books mm. and sure enough, pretty soon here come the texts. Hey guys, we're not sure about the fitness competition. Um, we're going to keep an eye on, it was in North Carolina, keep an eye on the stats and whatever. And then, but no, and then, once it hit, they all canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that had to be a bummer, especially first getting started. You're like, <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I tried to use the I'll, – I'll say this. I was super overwhelmed when you start, like when you start that business. I was very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and it'll feel like you you need three months or so like I just I quit my day job on a Friday and you know you're open for business on Monday. Mm-hmm. You feel like you need like 3 months in between there where nobody is talking to you or needing anything from you where you just have this pile of money that you're living off <laughs> of and you don't have to produce income right because there's so much to do and it's super overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Website, logo, content mm-hmm. uh, or um contact sheet and just systems like building your portfolio and building all that the good portfolio stuff. and yeah. <clears throat> how am I going to run this and setting up your 
accounting and getting mm-hmm. your account, like all of that. It could take months. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should be doing that while you're side hustling. If you're side hustling, I feel like you should be starting to get some of that groundwork laid. Right. But um, once quarantine hit, I was like, okay, I'm going to buckle down on these boring um, sort of business framework things that underlie uh, what I'm trying to do here. So mm-hmm. that was website, um, accounts receivable, just really mm-hmm. boring stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, but um, all necessary stuff, obviously necessary. Yeah, yeah. You can't neglect it. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people I see photographer wise, they fly by the seat of their pants Yes, and they just go out and shoot and collect their money. But, yes. you know, obviously with you, you yeah. decided to make it a business mm-hmm. and have systems in place and structure, which <clears throat> is a really good thing because yeah. it'll keep you somewhat balanced as balanced as you can be in business, you yep. know? Yep. Um, because it's hard to stay balanced, especially when you're wanting to do X amount, but you're only getting Y amount coming yeah. in. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's there are there are hills and valleys of some sort. Mm-hmm. No matter how good you are, no matter how talented you are, mm-hmm. um, it's going to have there, or how busy you are is going to be affected by uh, the schedules of your customers, and you're going to have. Mm-hmm for what it looks like for me is like, I'll have maybe sometimes three or four days back to back to back of like intense shooting. And you feel like, man, I just can't get all this done. And especially if I'm trying to like edit and deliver after right. the shoot right? to where you have to then start to change your process and go like it's batched. Like I'm going to go shoot for four days and then I'm going to have four days mm-hmm. you know, in the, um, just alone editing. Right. right. So, um, yeah, there's hills and valleys and, um, just kind of, Knowing how to navigate those, navigate those, and and understand that they're coming mm-hmm. when you start into your own business, no matter what it is. Right, right. See, that's the thing for me. Like when I was doing a lot of photography, yeah. Because now I'm just doing wedding <laughs> photography. Yes. Um, as soon as I shoot and I get home, I want to, you know, you want to offload it? the SD and start yeah. messing with it, yep. you know. And I just realized you can't do that yeah. because sometimes I felt like it was something that was to be expected. Yes. And I wasn't setting a level of expectation. Oh, you know, I was at first Great I was point. just coming home, dumping the card, getting right to it, sending it to him like by the next day, previews that mm-hmm. night. And I'm like, Man. you can't do that because at that point, <laughs> such a good point. People are going You're to like expect way too onion, much. All the layers off the onion here. Right. So um, that was just my experience with it. No, it, this is such a great point is training your customers. Um, to your point, you are training them to expect certain things. Mm-hmm. And a word of warning that I would offer up is when I first started with photography, I was the speed guy. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get it tonight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, if it's a, if it's a realtor with an MLS listing, like you're pretty much going to get it that night. But like right. it was everything. It didn't matter. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if we shot six hours, <laughs> you're going to get it that night. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I was training my customers, training my customers I'm going to get all these like sweet images tonight. And that can work when you haven't scaled. Mm-hmm. When you start to scale, mm-hmm. you're going to be hating yourself and hating life mm-hmm. when you have trained people to expect this. And so this for me has looked like um, extending the amount of time that I give myself on my deliverables, like on my bullet points on my website. I think mm-hmm. it says 72 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rare that I go out that far, but right. I'm trying to give myself that buffer. Um and trying to reduce the amount of time that I'm using turnaround time as a sales, as like a, um, as a sales point, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, just it, you'll start to feel the pain yourself. If you consistently put 
a super speedy turnaround upon yourself. Right. Right. And it's okay to want to be like diligent and get the work pushed out. So that way, you know, I don't have to sit here and do this. I can now move on to more sessions and, you know, go ahead and do the editing, but it can become overwhelming. Yeah. Especially like you said, when you scale, Yep. You, you better like do some adjusting totally <laughs> because it's not, you, you may want to do it, but you just push yourself. And then yep. I, I, f- I found with myself, it affected my editing and my, and my workflow. Yeah. Yes. And I, I started to see that Spider. almost immediately. And I was like, no, yep. no, 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 no. Yep. Step back, chill out, slow down. Oh, such a good point. <laughs> I, I call it panic editing, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. editing is a, to me, I, you know, I haven't yet outsourced editing, and I don't know if I will. Yeah. To me, it's a huge part of the process, Neil. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was an artist. Before I was a photographer, I was drawing and coloring with colored pencils and mm. painting and whatever. Like, I love the art. I love the art of editing. Mm-hmm. But um, when you switch into a business and the thing that you love becomes the way that you're putting food on the table, mm-hmm. it you can start to lose that art a little bit. And I got, as I ramped up and got busier and busier and busier, I got into this panic editing where it's just like, well, I got to edit and deliver because mm-hmm. I have another shoot tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's it's never going to stop because you're just feeding that pipeline. You want more in your pipeline and more in your pipeline. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that. And I it took me a few months before I was like, man, this is painful. Mm-hmm. And this is not what I set up you to were, do. You were creating the insanity within yourself. <laughs> I totally had. Totally self-created. Right. And... Um, you can bring back some of that joy of what you're doing, although you may be monetizing it now. You can start to bring back some of that joy when you build in longer time frames. You build in some margin. Mm-hmm. And I can remember those first two or three times where I was like, you know what? I don't have to panic edit that session. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until tomorrow at 9 a.m. and I'm going to get up and have coffee and sequester myself in the bedroom <laughs> and I'm going to edit in peace and right. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the images. It's not that it's going to be a huge dramatic difference in terms of the quality of the deliverable. Mm -hmm. It's just more about it's a favor to yourself. Right. To let you savor that creation. Right. It's still a creation. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to like have that whole component fall away from it when you're thinking in terms of revenue and customers and pipeline. Right. Um, So, man, I had to work like I had to really make a a, 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 um, diligent effort to bring the art back into it after about like six months because mm. I was in basically burnout mode, right, approaching right. burnout mode. I mean, and that's the thing too. You got to take time to reset, if you will, even yeah. if it's overnight and rest your eyes, get a fresh yeah. set of eyes on it. Yeah. You know, new day. And it, I think it helps with your flow of things. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it did for me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, your work, I've seen it. It speaks for itself. And I what I would like that. to do if you guys are watching on YouTube is uh, put up some of your photography, if you don't oh, mind. dude, please. So I'll get that from you so I can show the Absolutely. viewers. Yeah. And that's an honor. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's really good work. I like it. I appreciate um, that. We know Thank a lot you. of people that you've done work for as well. Yeah. Uh, Maria Amore. Yes. Yeah. So, and yep. then Holly. Um, we know yes. Holly, of course. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she loves you, man. She's talking about, <laughs> she sent me a text this morning. She was like, you and Brian are going to have such a fun time. I was uh, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> she was Holly was very instrumental in me early on when I was side hustling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we were having business coffees, mm-hmm. just like a conversation like this. Right. What is what is the potential? What does the future hold? Mm-hmm. Um, is this is the possibility of going full time with my passion? Um, 
is it viable? Mm -hmm. Can I do Mm -hmm. what I need to for my family? We were having all these conversations and, um, I always bounced business ideas off of Holly. Mm -hmm. Like that was Mm -hmm. just default. That was what I did. And, um, Maria was one of my first, one of those first customers out of the gate in Mm -hmm. February. And she was starting to renovate her event space, Bellamore. Yeah. And wanted to capture that whole journey. Right. Right. I seen it. That was fantastic. Yeah. I can't imagine how much work she did. You know, like I love doing video because it tells a story. Yeah. But if you have the right photographer. Yeah. I, you, you can tell a story as well. Cause I was seeing like the before and after stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She did a tremendous job and that was fun. And, but that, that was one of those first instances where, you know, Maria and I were friends. We knew each other. Maria and I had gotten coffee and networked together. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I now had a chance to secure business. And so I had to like present deliverables and a contract and go, this is what I'm on the hook for. Mm-hmm. And this is how much it's going to cost. And I remember calling Holly and being like, I want this job. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do to secure it? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we got it, you right. know, and that project just wrapped up once Maria finished the whole event space and had mm-hmm. her grand opening and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's really fulfilling to be part of those projects. Yeah. You is, know, you, isn't it like, isn't it like pretty rad that you went from thinking, Hey, I want this. And then it actually happened. Yeah. And then just like, it was real then it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's special and mm-hmm. that's, you have to get revenue and you have to get payment. If you're going to try to make a run at turning your profession into a business or mm-hmm. your, your passion into a business. Mm-hmm. But there, there are tons of other rewards that come with it that the money doesn't even touch. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, right. it's invaluable that I got to be part of Maria's path with that building. Mm-hmm. And, and like I've always said, if you're a good photographer, um, you're creating art. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so that's a, 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 what was a big thing for me. Now I did different stuff like creative shoots, boudoir shoots. Yes. And now just wedding photography, but especially with the boudoir stuff, it wasn't. Yeah just about having naked females. Yeah. It was nope. creating art and, and totally. empowering, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, giving that self-confidence. And yes. that's, yes. like you said, besides revenue, that's the gratification. It is. To, to make someone feel a certain way. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. So my question to you yeah. is, what made you just say, hey, I'm done with corporate. I'm going uh, to pursue this. Yeah. Full time. Before the pandemic. Yeah, no, you're, well, you were just starting to hit on it with your, with your mention of creating art and, Mm -hmm. um, empowering people and showing them another side of themselves that maybe they haven't seen. Um, so that was a big part of it. It was not the first thing. The first thing that hit me was the economics Mm -hmm. where you start to realize that, man, if I do this right, maybe I can work a little bit less and make equal or make more, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you have a, if you have a skill that is rare and valuable, you can market the rare and valuable skill. Mm -hmm. You can go and do that and you can. And so, um, I just remember one time, um, I was shooting a weightlifting competition and, uh, I had set up how much I was going to get paid Mm -hmm. and these were the hours I was going to shoot. And you know, the weightlifting competition ran long, which as I understand, they always run long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ran long and I was just getting this like anger in my spirit of like, Can't, um, why am I still here shooting? You know, like I gave, I committed to four hours, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got home and I was like, I looked at what I was going to make for doing that. And I was like, I just got paid pretty decently to shoot people lifting weights, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I compared that to what I made in my day job. And I'm like, I made double what I make 
in four hours, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you punched your own clock. And I punched my own clock. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to sound avaricious, but the very first thing that hit me was the economics Mm -hmm. of like, when you are giving up eight to nine hours of your day, let's look at what you're making and then let's see if there is a way to go and make that same amount um, through cultivating a rare and valuable skill. Sure. So the first thing was economics. The second piece was when all of that, um, where you start to realize the, uh, the contribution that you're making to people and the contribution that you're making to people's lives, mm-hmm. their image of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing, I was doing CrossFit. I was shooting a ton of CrossFit and that was that first genre where I started to get tons and tons of feedback. <clears throat> Gosh, you make me look strong. <laughs> I look tough. Mm-hmm. I look like a badass. I've never viewed my way or myself in this way before. You know, I started to get that feedback, and that is worth millions. Right, right. <laughs> that millions. makes you feel so good, right? It's worth millions. And so um, so that was first, and then the same with small business owners. Um, Dr. Dawn, mm-hmm. shot with Dr. Dawn, doing acupuncture and cupping. And I say I have her text. It's saved in a folder. She mm-hmm. wrote to me, you know, now I feel, now I feel proud to go forward with my website mm-hmm. and with, uh, I think, social media channels, et cetera, mm-hmm. now that I have these professional images. Mm-hmm. And so sure, me and Dawn had a revenue transaction that took place, but the text that she sent me af- afterwards was worth so much more. Right. And so then I started to be like, man, this might be, you know, a calling or a this might be I'm probably missing out if I don't go and pursue this because this is my highest and best gift mm-hmm. that I can give to those around me. Sure. That was why I started to think about how do I make the jump. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you're pretty satisfied, right? Even though this year has been Heck a, yeah. a, a hectic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thrilled, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm thrilled. And you have a really good support around you. Um, yes. We are both a part of a Greenville Young Professionals group on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I didn't know about it until maybe a month ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I can't even remember who invited me, so I apologize if it was you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the group. I mean, yeah. just yep. and like we were talking beforehand for what I'm trying to do Yes, um, in Greenville, it's been really supportive. And I see a lot of people supporting you yep. and around the same people um, are trying to support me. So that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's nothing like starting something right and beginning a journey yep. and having support. Yep. yep. Um, oh, you're right. Not necessarily even financial. I mean, that's good, too. <clears throat> yep. But, you know, yes. having just that motivation and that encouragement, um, it makes you feel good. And it makes oh, you feel totally. like you're doing the right thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. GYP has been huge. Mm-hmm. Um, great group here in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Very supportive. And yeah, you need that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have you have days where, I mean, maybe several days a month, I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I do this? <laughs> this is really hard. Right. Like, it's really hard. Right. And so that's why I saved the texts. That's why I have a folder of that stuff. That's why I go read stuff on GYP. Mm-hmm. And um it's amazing also how much business comes out of that mm-hmm. from your friends and from your network. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout quarantine, that's what saved me was, hey, once this thing lifts, I want to shoot with you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, with real estate, uh, real estate agents, hey, I have a house. It's There's no one in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was great as well. But right. it sustained me through quarantine and was also helping me build that pipeline for after. That's awesome. After it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of groups on Facebook <clears> – <throat> are really stagnant, if not dead, 
Yep. That one is definitely not one of them. No, I'm glad I'm a part of it. You know, because I'm totally. meeting awesome people like yourself. Yes. Yep. And like you know the ones that we mentioned before. So uh, I hope it just grows and grows and grows. And yeah. I hope everyone is able to not just benefit from it, but learn. Yes. Um, and also support each other. I think that's yeah. really important. And obviously, Greenville is a good place, um, progressively going. You know, with tech and and, yep. and creativity and stuff like that. Yep. So that's awesome. It's vibrant. Too. Mm-hmm. It's vibrant and for sure. I think it's conducive to people starting businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um, when you're talking to people about potentially making the jump or going to pursue this or that, mm-hmm. where they live, it does play into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you live in a in a you know maybe like a dying rural town, that's going to create some limitations. <laughs> yeah, it's going to create some limitations that you may or may not be able to overcome. Right. But with Greenville, we have that luxury, thankfully, of knowing it is growing, it's vibrant, it's active. Mm-hmm. It's growing so much. And even the surrounding areas, that's yeah. that's what I really like yep. about it, too. And I'm actually going to try to uh, get going in Greenville. And, yeah. Well, what the studio I was telling yeah. you about. I'm not going to give away too much, but sure. I'm excited Teaser. about it, to say the yes. least. Because, like yep. you said, it is a lot more going on up there. Yep. Um, it's like a community. Yep. And if you do good things, you'll be a part of it. Yep. Um, in any event, yeah. Photography for you. Yeah. What is your niche? Have you picked one yet? Have you decided what you like the most? Um, yeah, I like, uh, construction. Oh, I like construction, um, dirt, grit, Mm. sweat, blood, tears. Um, (laughs) Gotcha. These are the topics that I love the most. <laughs> uh, I do not do weddings, Neil. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do not do engagements. Hey, sometimes weddings are dirty and then okay. there's sweat and there's yeah, tears. Trash, <laughs> trash the dress uh, session. Yeah, I could right, do that. Right. Um, it's been the whole thing has been a. It's been this experiment where, at the beginning, when you get going, you have to be all things to all people, mm-hmm. and if they need a camera. You're there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can mm-hmm. do it. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And you always carry your camera. <laughs> you should always carry <laughs> yeah, your camera. Yeah, yeah. The best camera is the one you got on you, right? Um, so, but that's not a sustainable business model either. Hey, I'm going to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. I can do everything. Mm-hmm. The every man, right? It just isn't a great business model, and it will set you as the business owner up for pain, and um, to I feel not really thrive and excel at the things that you love. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea why if I spent too much time in Harrison workwear or reading Carhartt magazines or what, but like (laughs) I just want to shoot guys in hard hats on earth moving equipment. Like, Hmm. and just, it just doesn't get old. Right. Um, and like I could probably go make a living. I mean, I would like to try to do this, like possibly go make a large share of my income come from that genre Mm. and come from the, Industries that support that, mm-hmm. um, personal protective equipment, helmets and gloves, just like stuff like that. I really, really love shooting. Cool. Now, when you start out, you can't. I don't feel like you can just jump and be like, "I'm the glove photographer." Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be a tough road. Mm-hmm. You got to do. You got to do a bunch of stuff when you some start stuff kind of surrounding what you think you may want to get into. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then when you can begin to confidently say, "I don't want to do family photo shoots." I don't want to do the Christmas sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do Christmas sessions, mm-hmm. but I'm going to refer those out. I'm right. going to set up a referral network. It's really beautiful because then you start, although people see you as a photographer, Hey, can you do my Christmas uh, family shoot? You can now hand that off and go give, give that out to someone who wants it. I have two or three people who love that stuff, mm-hmm. who eat it up, who want to do it. Yep. 
And so then we set up a relationship where, hey, I'm going to send you this referral. Mm -hmm. So the customer gets taken care of. I feel great because like I didn't have to do work. I didn't love love. Mm -hmm. And then this person who does love it got to do it. Right. So and then hopefully they keep you in mind for something that absolutely you want to do later. Yes. Hopefully yeah. there maybe there's reciprocation. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The point for me has been I do want to try to see how niched down I can get in 2021 and going forward mm -hmm. with fitness and construction and tactical and things like that. You know, that's just. It's that balance between like, I don't know if I can, um, if I can make enough, mm -hmm. if I just go, Hey, I just shoot these three, mm -hmm. but I would like to begin to dabble with that mm -hmm. instead of taking every engagement, uh, shoot possibility that comes across my, across my feed mm -hmm. or every headshot session or whatever right. it is. When I'm saying, when I'm saying yes to these things, I am also saying no to something else, whether I realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And when you're in business for yourself, we get to set up what we choose to do and what we want to do. Right. Um, we didn't leave a job to create another job. Mm -hmm. We left our job to follow our passion and do the things that bring us life and contribute to others. And so that's why I want to be very um, deliberate about moving into those sectors. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a good point because I think also what you indirectly do when you niche down yeah. and you go, you know, deeper instead of wider, you're creating a, a brand around yourself. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to be known for this is that type of photographer yeah. versus yep. just a guy that does everything. Yep. You know, yep. and it took me a while. Yeah. Cause at first I was creative and then boudoir mm -hmm. and then I was mm -hmm. doing some family sessions and I was like, I don't like these one you didn't, bit. I hate you didn't them. Love them? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I did one. I did. Okay. I did one infant, one toddler. The toddler was great. The infant was great. Both fantastic yeah. photo shoots. Yeah. Just not what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. They came uh, out totally great. Fine. The client loved sure. them, yep. which is fantastic. Yeah. And then I finally have settled on wedding photography and video, but it took yes. you know those steps to get there. Yep. And it wasn't about the money play, even though weddings are considerably more attractive. Sure. Yeah. It's what I felt more comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what yeah. you're you're saying as well. Oh yeah. Um, as far as niching down and deciding, hey, I want to be in this space, and hopefully it's viable enough yep. to where I don't have to explore other ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. There's um, I'm planning to go back through all my shoots from this year mm -hmm. and rank them as as far as how much in terms of how much uh, anxiety they produced <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> it is not the case that when you're a a decent photographer, every shoot is a breeze. Mm-hmm. It's not. Nope. And some of them create anxiety for me. Oh, yeah. And I want to try to manipulate that model to where I have shoots that pay decently mm -hmm. for non-anxiety producing shoots. Right. And it's you can still shoot well when you have anxiety. It's like giving a speech when you're nervous. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, that was, you know, like that was a great speech. And you're like, I was so nervous or whatever. Right. People, you can still deliver a great product, mm -hmm. a great service when you're nervous, you have anxiety, you thought about it for three days prior. You can still do great. Mm -hmm. But I want to try to cull those as much as I can mm -hmm. uh, within reason. Right. That way, if you can knock down that level of anxiety. Yeah. You just flow into you it. You flow. You just flow you right flow, into man. it. And you're just you're killing oh, it. You know. You know. You're describing it. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know, it's just it's it's a weight lifted off your shoulder. Yeah. Um, but you're already killing it. Like I said, I love I your work. It's that. good stuff. Um, I appreciate it. So niching down. Yeah. Trying to figure that out for 2021. Yeah. Um, yep. I am glad that you were able to successfully launch a viable product in a course. 
Oh yeah, tell us oh, about yeah. that if you can. Oh, <laughs> we'll plug that, baby. Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. Oh, what made you um, want to do it? One. Yeah. And then I two, it. you've already had success, be- even if it's just I yep. won't say exactly, yeah. but yeah, you got what you got r- almost immediately. Yeah, as far as creating a course and getting it right to and, where I could accept payment. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what made you want to do that, and how do you feel about where you're at? Just basically just starting. And almost yeah. immediately getting some, you know, energy. Oh, off such of a such a great question. Um, the first the first reason it popped up is even when you are operating um, using your talent or using something that you're good at to make money, even when you're it is it can become very very hard work. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of twelve hour days, mm-hmm. tons, right? Tons of them. Sure. And you start to have a string of those where I don't care how tough you are. You're going to say, this is, this is a grind. Mm -hmm. This is turning into a grind. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was definitely there and still have times when I'm there. And so with photography, it's very, it's active income. It is not passive. I'm there. Sure. I have to be there. And so of course I'm thinking, man, is there any way to separate myself from this? And so there's, different options. There's, you know, hire somebody, have somebody who second shoots with you. There's uh, make courses. There's a variety of different ways to kind of spin that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing was like, is there any way to start to set it up to take myself out of this equation to some degree, even five years down the road or mm-hmm. 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. just kind of planning ahead. But the second main catalyst was I ended up having the same conversation with, you know, eight people. Here comes a you know Instagram text, which I love. Mm-hmm. Brian, great mm-hmm. job with your photography. How did you know when it was time to go? Mm-hmm. What were you worried about before you jumped? Mm-hmm. What did you learn about in your first six uh, months of business? Like, and this happened, and they came over the over a course of two, three, and four months after I was kind of trying to be more visible with all this stuff. Sure. And my first instinct is pick up the phone. So I'd pick up the phone, have the conversation, and I love those conversations. But I realized I'm answering the same exact questions mm-hmm. um, over and over and over and over again. And um, so why not systematize this? Why not put it down, make it deliverable, mm-hmm. um, make it to where someone can review it and go over it and take notes on it mm-hmm. and then try to put it into practice? So that was kind of the genesis of it. And then um, I just was like, I'm going to try to create a minimally viable product that um, – has good substance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. production level may not be quite where I want it to be. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, really has the meat in it. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to get it onto the platform. Thinkific mm-hmm. and, um, distribute it, make it available, link it to PayPal and get someone to pay me. That's awesome. And no, it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you know, you, it's you not, created yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you created something tangible. Yes. That people can use. It's yep. evergreen on demand. Evergreen. Yes. Yep. And then the best part of it, you don't have to do anything don't else. Have to do it again. Yeah. It's, now, it's there. And it's hard work on the front end. Right. And it's frustrating. I spent the whole day, you know, making the videos and I had all the content. You know, I built the content over several weeks or whatever. But like that mm-hmm. one day, I'm like, I'm buckling down, do all my recording, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I did all that. And like, you can't wait to share your baby with the world. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, how do I share my baby with the world? I do. I need Kajabi. Or do mm-hmm. I need like? And the platforms are expensive. Mm-hmm. They are. So, so right away, you're into this business decision of, well, if I'm going to start paying out a hundred dollars a month for this hosting platform, mm-hmm. well, then I really have to market and try to sell this thing. 
Um, so anyways, I'm on a free version right now Uh-oh. and I just, just, I'm trying to just test the concept. Yeah. I um, mean, make a couple sales from it and figure out if that platform is even for you. Yes. Um, yeah. but yeah, I like Thinkific. I, I do like Kajabi better. I think mm-hmm. we had that conversation. Yeah. Um, but either one really will work okay. for you. Yeah. Now, yeah. as you start to scale and yeah. if you start getting multiple courses, yes. Then maybe think about Kajabi. Okay, for sure. Just my personal opinion. Yeah, I think Holly loves it too. I think she's hosting all her stuff on Everyone it. Everyone on GYP. That was like the renowned or mm-hmm. the resounding uh, answer was right. Kajabi. Right, right. But no, that's exciting. I mean, yeah. uh, not a lot of people one take a step to create art. Yep. And then also tell their story. Yeah. And help others with specifics, um, because that was really going to be my next question to you. They can go buy your course, of course. Yes. We'll leave that link in the description. <laughs> <Yes>. um, seriously. <laughs> but it. also, you know, now that you started your journey on probably the toughest year that I've known mm. for quite a several years. Yeah. Uh, what advice could you give to someone just saying, hey, you know, 2020 has been a bastard. 2021 yeah. hopefully yeah. will be better. I want to create some art. I want to do for some photography. What advice could you give to them? Yeah, if they want to make photographic art, like right. just make art. Well, just you know, be a yeah. photo- well work to be a photographer. Sure, and and maybe not necessarily transition out of their job. Let's just yeah. maybe even say a side hustle just to start working on their you know craft. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I'm gonna give away all the secrets right here. This <laughs> just give just give a couple probing questions. You can get the rest in his course. <laughs> <laughs> there are some elements of composition of what is pleasing to the human eye Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's a great place to start Mm -hmm. look up top five rules of composition Mm -hmm. top five rules of photographic composition Mm -hmm. framing rule of thirds leading lines right except things like that depth stuff like that this is available everywhere Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is just the basics these are the basics Super important basics. Super important. Mm-hmm. And then start when you watch movies. When you watch, yeah. One second, sorry. My screen. You're good. You sure we're right? Shit, sorry. <laughs> Stop eating mid thoughts. Uh, just power so, issue or what? No, or? the battery on the monitor went out. Okay. I didn't charge it all the way. You're good. Yeah, take a minute. Okay, you remember your thought? Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. If I start rambling down rabbit trails too, man, you got to. Um, okay. All right. So now we're good now with the clap. I can cut this out. <laughs> okay. Just um, pick so, back up maybe a sentence. Okay. Back. Yeah. So yeah, start out with checking out basic rules of mm-hmm. composition, mm-hmm. photographic composition. They don't just apply to photography as well. They apply to any visual art. If you're painting, sure, drawing. Yeah. yeah. But the rule of thirds, framing, things like this. It's all available online. Mm-hmm. And um, go out on a photo walk and just try to incorporate two or three of those things um, and practice them. Mm-hmm. It will start to become hardwired into second nature for you. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is you can then watch movies, you can watch TV shows, whatever you're watching, and you can see all of these elements being employed. Right. And... It's because they're fundamentals. Mm -hmm. They're fundamentals. They're not new, and they're used over and over again, and they're going to be used 100 years from now because it is what our eyeballs like to look at. It's what we want to see. And you can 
That's all learnable stuff. I really believe that that is learnable stuff. So pick up maybe the top five, get your camera, go practice with those, mm-hmm. and you're going to notice a dramatic increase in the quality of your photos when you start framing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, you structure st- it versus just yes. going out and snapping. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, re- I also think you need – I'm sorry. Yeah. Go no, ahead. I remember um, being – when we were getting photos taken of our uh, daughter Georgia when she was like three or four – the photographer Jen Schultz was taking her photo on a bridge and she like as she's moving around she's like um you know bear with me I'm just trying to get my composition right mm. and at that mm. stage in my life I didn't even know what she was talking about mm-hmm. I was like what are you talking about I still do that yeah yeah, yeah I still <laughs> like, do that to this what day. is she talking about getting her composition just click the shutter there's my daughter like just mm-hmm. click 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 because as soon as they see the camera well the client sees the camera pointing at them they automatically start posing or yes. trying to pose like what do I do smile yes. no, hang on I'm just yeah just framing you up framing it up <laughs> checking the background right right stuff like that so looking for mustard on your shirt <laughs> yes so I would say I mean um, check out the basics of composition mm-hmm repetition is key. You know, we get good at what we practice. Mm-hmm. Take your camera out. Every time you go downtown, take your camera. This is exactly. There's a lot of buildings. Every time. Should be a lot of leading lines there. Yes. And structure. Yes. That you could practice on. I think vision is really important too. And maybe okay. not necessarily you have it. Yeah. Um, right away. But yep. I think it's definitely something that as you get going, like you said, yep. and practice those principles, you'll, yeah. you'll get an eye for things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you're going to start seeing settings where you wish you had your camera. Mm-hmm. And that's why you start carrying your camera on a strap. Right. Because you're going to see leading lines, beautiful light, you know, your friend walking towards you, and it you're going to be like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. need my camera right now. Right, right. So, um, yes, it's training. You just, you're training your eye to see these things. Right. And it'll come to fruition if you practice it enough, I believe. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. That's some good advice without giving away the farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see that you used... Um, in a couple of your photos, you were shooting Nikon and Sony. Oh yeah. Which which shooter are you exactly? Ooh man, pinning me down. Yeah yeah, I, I need the, to know, on man. The bigger ideas <laughs> podcast. Oh man, how candid do we want to be here? Um, Let's be very candid. Very very. Sony has a superior product right now. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife Jen was looking at photos of my parents on their 50th anniversary that I took with the Sony. She's looking at them last or two nights ago. Babe, there's something different about these photos. Like, hmm. they're just really good. Mm-hmm. This is my wife. She's not a trained photographer, mm-hmm. but like, she could see the difference. There is a difference um, in the images that come out of the Sony. And um, no hatred on Nikon. I shot sure. Nikon for 15 years. I went professional with Nikon. Nikon does great. I take fine photos with that. But um, man, I'm loving the Sony. Yeah. It, I do tell people it, it's got limitations, right? It's not, you don't just arrive at heaven when you go buy this product. Mm-hmm. It's, there's still challenges with it. There's focusing, um, intricacies that you have to learn. There's color science. that's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a panacea that fixes everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, what do you think can, um, you know, help you get better photos more or a higher percentage of the time. Right. So for me at this point now it is Sony, um, the Nikon rarely comes out of the bag. Okay. What Sony do you have? I have the Sony a7 III. Gotcha. Still a fantastic Great camera. camera. Three-year-old, still a beast. It is. I it's mean, a, actually, yeah. I was thinking about picking up one. If yeah, they yes. got cheap enough. Right. Just because it's, I want to move over to Sony. I gave You Pam, do? Yes. I, is, well, I had a Sony oh, a7 III before. We're going to wonk out on this for a second. Yeah. I had a Sony a7 III when it first came out. Well, about six months after okay. it came out. Yeah. I liked it. 
some financial things happened. I had to yes. sell it. Yes. I've had since a Canon RP, yeah. a Canon R, a Fuji X-T3, an okay. X-T4. Wow. And then arrived at Panasonic, the S series. Okay. Fantastic cameras. Yeah. Panasonic. They would be perfect cameras if Panasonic would ditch that contrast-based autofocus. Okay. Great point. It's awful. Is it? It's, yeah. I mean, it's not awful. It's, it's okay, but it's not good or great. The video, fantastic. Yeah. Sony's new A7S III, I want one so bad. Yes. Because yep. me doing running gun stuff, manual focus is not my jam. I'm getting no. better at it. Yeah. But for video, you got to have a good center, flexible focus okay. zone. Yes. And that's why I love the Sony and Canon. For sure. The new Canon R6 is nice. Yep. But the RF lenses are stupid expensive. It's crazy expensive. And everyone makes Sony lenses. Well, lenses for Sony. Yes. You got... Tamron, you got yeah, true Sigma, Sigma, yep. Sony, Sam Yang, Rokinon. You know, yep. you got all of those yep. options. Well said. Um, but the A7 III is still a fantastic camera. It is. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful pictures I've seen out of those. You're darn right. I could wax on about it forever. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was looking at the photos of my friends like Nate Reamers and Chris Buell and um, certain people I follow on Instagram, and mm-hmm. in the hashtags it would be like Sony A7 III, mm-hmm. and it was consistent. Like all these photos that I loved, I'm like. There's Sony A7 III photos. Like, I just have to go get one and try it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I was partly intrigued by trying a new platform and just kind of some new aesthetics and ergonomics and all of that stuff. Right. But initially, it was the dynamic range, mm-hmm. the um, the colors. It was all that stuff that consistently drew me to photos that came out of a Sony product. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I tried the new Nikon DSLR, the 780. It's the Ooh. camera that I bought twice and returned twice. Oh, I wow. mean. I tried everything to not go to Sony because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. gosh, I got whatever nine thousand dollars or whatever invested in Nikon gear, wow. or who knows, fifteen. I don't know. It's yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> I don't want to count. <laughs> I do not want to total it up. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I was resistant, but man, right now it's it's for me it's a leader. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. Canon Canon might be a top a top it. I don't know. Canon's right but, there, except okay. they have some overheating issues sure. with their new models. Yeah. Um, that they're. They fix like seemingly got a little better yep. with firmware updates, yep. but like you said, Sony's ahead of the pack. Um, yep. They're about to come out with an A nine three, okay, an A seven four, yes. And I'm just like, yes. oh, next year I gotta. I mean, better start saving. Yeah, you know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I yes. like my Panasonic. Don't get me wrong, and I'll probably keep it. Yeah, just because there's not a camera that you can buy that's five point nine k. Okay, internally. Yeah. And then also could do ProRes 12-bit RAW externally. Okay. The camera's a beast. Okay. If you want to manual focus. Yeah. And it takes good pictures. Yes. I've taken some really nice photos. Like the last wedding photos I've taken, last two have been with that camera. So I like it, um, but I like Sony better. You're hitting a great point. There's Mm trade-offs. There's just trade-offs. There's no perfect camera, right? It's like buying a house. Mm -hmm. You got so many factors you're gonna have you're gonna get the factors that you love. There's gonna be some factors that you sacrifice on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the A7 III is like two thousand dollars. Yeah, it well, is I've, one. Or, I've found it. Well, it was, it's been on sale for sixteen ninety eight. Saying that's cheap yeah. for a pro camera. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. That's but cheap. I was hoping to find one around fourteen hundred. Yeah, and then I, I could you. be like, yeah, because I'll just buy the the Sigma. Gla- I love Sigma glass. You do. And regardless if I have an A7 III, A7 IV, A7S III, I will stick with Sigma glass. Period. 
God, yeah, this I is love a whole it. other podcast episode that it's, we need to have. It's what I got on there now. God, I'm, I'm rocking Sigma always, Forever. even on my Fuji stuff. I Can adapted you my Sigma glass. I wish. <laughs> I don't even think they give out ambassadorships. If then, if they do, it's probably yeah, something Sony stupid. didn't return my email yet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Sony! And they make me. it so hard to want to support them. You know, just come on, throw us a bone every Send now me those and then. Right? Um, focal lengths. What's your favorite? Oh man, great topic. I'll tell, on, I'll tell you mine after when okay, I was doing photography. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, primes. I mean, I love mm-hmm. prime lenses, mm-hmm. which is just a fixed focus. It's just stuck at one focal length. So right. when I was on Nikon, 50 millimeter. I mean, people throw shade at the 50 millimeter all day long. It's mm-hmm. basic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Great lens. Right. Um, love it. 35 millimeter is fine. It's a little bit wide. Mm-hmm. And um, 85, you can't argue with the 85 millimeter. It's just butter. 85, ma- my favorite. It doesn't matter what platform you're nope. on. Yep. 85, 85 1.8, like you said, is gorgeous. Creamy, yes. All gorgeous. Yep, yep. So, um, Sigma, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, <sounds> okay. <laughs> you, 85, oh, yeah. is, 85 is a good focal length anyways, but yeah. Um, so, and then once I switched switch to Sony, the 50 millimeter for Sony, I hear is not good. The reviews are not great. There's mm-hmm. a 55 millimeter um, Zeiss option that mm-hmm. will set you back a boatload of money, mm-hmm. um, but it is just a killer lens. So the first one was 55 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Then immediately I'm like, well, I need to get wider. I need a 35 millimeter for CrossFit. I need to like mm-hmm. be able to back away a little bit. And then, dude, I just bought an 85 millimeter like three days ago. Mm-hmm. I borrowed Chris Buell's 85 millimeter about six times, mm-hmm. and every sh- every shoot, I'm like, this lens, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the ultimate lens. Right. I have to and get this. Sigma just came out with a newer e e mount uh, 85. They did. Okay. People really yep. like it. Yep. But what people like more, people, the, for, I say people, mm-hmm. Sony photographers seemingly love the 35 Sigma 1.2. Okay. It's yeah. stupid expensive though. It's yeah. fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one point four, I think, is like eleven hundred sure. or a thousand. Yeah. I I have a hard time spending a ton on glass. And I need to get yes. over that because yeah. glass will last you longer than your body. True. If you take care of it. You're right. But eighty five is a great focal length. Yep, you love eighty five. Yeah, I love yep. eighty five. And yep. um when I moved to Sony, yep. I was thinking of maybe getting an 85 for like B-roll stuff because yes. you can get yep. back away yep. from them. Yep. The 105 is just too cumbersome. It is. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that would be a good choice for me. Yeah. For video. Yep. yep. Kind of depends on what setting you're going into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You choose your glass. You choose your settings based on what um, what environment you're going to be shooting in. Right. Right. For sure. Um, Man. You have a glass manufacturer that you love rocking right now? They're all Sony. Everything oh, I have. Oh, okay. Okay. Although all native from, stuff? What's it? Yeah, okay, native. Cool. And then I bought uh, the Tamron um, 20, 28 to 75. 28 to 75. Yeah, that's like the is that, okay. the, the must, like the first half. <laughs> yes, you get a I got it from uh, Nate. On He gave me a little bit of a deal. Mm-hmm. Good good glass. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Very versatile. Stuff. Very versatile. Yeah. So I just like the heaviness. I got big hands, and I want to feel do? like, yeah, Feels- I just. I just, oh, I got fat hands, put it that way. I want to feel like and, I'm holding something of heft. And the Sony mirrorless are small cameras. Mm-hmm, they feel mm-hmm. very dainty. It's right. like you picked up a little toy. Yeah. And so that lens kind of helps give it some heft. Yeah. And I don't like using battery grips. No, um, me neither, man. I no. will use a cage maybe to have yes. a little extra grip yes, or a little bottom plate. But yes. But the Sonys are, are wickedly good. 
You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're going to get an A7 IV? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just take my money. Definitely. <laughs> you can, I'll sell you an A7 III after that. Hey, there we go. There we go. That works. I have, two, I have two A7Ths for redundancy. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, the moment A7 IV comes out, I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's upping the whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is taking the craft forward. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of why I wanted to switch was like, I was like, man, if I don't learn how to operate the mirrorless, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. navigate the mirrorless system and get comfortable with Sony's focusing systems, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm at risk of being left behind. Mm-hmm. And like, it's great. You can pull out your DSLR and crank out good shots and still cover an event as well as someone else. Right. But I think in 10 or 15 years, we're looking at a total overhaul. Oh, of the sure. Industry. Canon's already dumping their mirrorless. Done. Like they're 5D, the they're SLR. 5D SRs. Um, okay. Which is part of the 5D Mark IV line, yeah. all the 5D stuff. Yep. That camera a month ago was thirty eight ninety nine. The 5D SR. Okay. You can buy it now for fourteen ninety nine, brand yeah. new. They're they just see. like, Mm-mm. they see. Got to invest know. in mirrorless. Yep. Um, I agree. And That's the Sony A seven three was way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Like, dual card slots, no overheating issues, fantastic mm. autofocus, great battery life. Man. Yeah. This is a fun pod. This is a fun pod. You're going to have to cut out like a whole 22-minute segment of gear talk. I know, right? No, I mean, this has actually been a a, a year for cameras and gear. Yeah. A lot of folks have came out. Olympus has sort of kind of went out of business, but not really. They're starting back up with cameras. Yes. Sony has came out with a couple, A7C and uh, what else? A7S3. Canon came out with some. Yeah. So it's exciting, but it makes you – I get like gas – gear acquisition syndrome. Oh, totally. And I'm like, yep. I want it. And it's not because it's new. I just want to try different things. Yep, you do. But I guess that's why you should rent stuff instead of uh, <laughs> you know, know, buying know. it, right? <clears throat> and there they are tools in your creative you know, toolbox. Mm-hmm. So like, there are images that you can get with an 85 millimeter that you can't really get with another. You could maybe get it with a 70 to 200 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it does have a unique quality artistically that requires that lens, mm-hmm. I feel like. And like right. the environmental portrait with the 35 millimeter, it doesn't matter if you stand 100 yards away and try to shoot it with an 85 millimeter, it isn't going to look the same. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. this is how I justify gear acquisition syndrome. There are, <laughs> there are artistic elements that you can get with these pieces that um, when, you're, when, you're, when you're employing your art every single day, um, it can start to get boring and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I got to spice it up. Mm-hmm. How am I going to spice it up? And right. Yeah. Spicing it up is crazy expensive. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of folks I think who are maybe just beginners or maybe even mm-hmm. seasoned a little bit, don't understand that focal lengths do give you a certain look. They do. Um, well that is if you frame it up correctly, Yep. but it's, it's like you said, something about an 85 mm-hmm. or for some mm-hmm. people, maybe something about a 105 or a 70 to 200 yes. yep. and you just get that look. Yep. So, you know, I would implore folks to try out different focal lengths. Yeah. And I think, too, that helps you work on your composition better. It does. Yeah. Well, just real quick, for me, with zoom lenses, what the reason I um, didn't tend towards zoom lenses mm-hmm. is because zooming in and zooming out is then just one more thing that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And when you become a, when you start shooting in pros, pro environments, you will move for sure towards either aperture priority or manual straight Mm -hmm. manual Mm -hmm. usually. And it takes a lot of brain power. It just takes a lot of like, um, responsiveness and adjustment Mm -hmm. and awareness of the light and all of these. And so like 
for me at least, my brain is like nearing capacity. And I'm like, ah, like <laughs> this is all I can concentrate on. So to then also be worried about like, do I want to zoom this lens mm-hmm. in or out and get closer and crop or zoom out, whatever. I just almost can't handle it. I can right. do it, but right. it's like, I would rather zoom with my feet mm-hmm. and be stuck at 55 millimeters mm-hmm. and just know Brian, you either got to walk closer or you need to walk further away. Exactly. But I'm driving the camera. Right. I don't, so like, I don't really like driving the lens. I like driving the camera. And at least for me at this point, it's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, because <clears throat> folks don't realize as well, and this is not everyone, but yeah. when you zoom in, it, it messes up your composition, yeah. right? Because you can't just plant your feet and, and get your own framing. Yeah. You're relying on the lens to give you that look after you've already modified what you had statically. Yes. yes. Um, trying to change it to something more dynamic. Um, but yeah, I'm with you there. I like primes. They yep. just look better. Yeah. They're faster. Yep. Faster. For one thing. And yes. um, usually cheaper. Yep. If you I can, agree. you know, depending on the brand and whatnot. Got it. Yeah, man. Um, so we kind of touched on 2021 plans for you trying to basically yeah. find your space, if you will. Yeah. Um, any other good stuff that you're working on for 2021 besides obviously, um, the course, I imagine you want to push that out, correct? Yeah. I want to, I want to refine the course, get it above minimally viable product to where it Mm -hmm. looks a little better, a little bit, uh, more well-produced, um, divide it into the modules that Thinkific offers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I already, I definitely have a second course on doing your homework and how to prepare for a shoot and all the things that you need to walk through before you set foot on um, <clears throat> on set to start mm-hmm. shooting. Like there's a list that you got to go through. So, mm-hmm. um, that, and then trying to figure out my balance, Neil of, um, hustle versus, um, pricing. Mm-hmm. And like, if anything, I aired too much on the side this year of hustling my, my butt off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, revenue has been fine. It's been good. I've been very grateful for that, but I was pushing myself too hard. Mm. And so um, it's a bit of an experiment. I don't know how it's going to go, but can I start to attract and retain um, the clients that value the work and that will pay that price and then meet that income goal that I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. without having to do you know 260 jobs if I can do 120 jobs right. or something like right. that. And that's the toughest part, right? Just trying to figure all that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the stakes are real. Mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. I can't go until June with no income. Right. Like, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't want to go back to corporate, I'm sure. Because no, it seems like you're really passionate. Yeah. And that shows through your work. Um, yeah. How you're passionate for this. So, I mean, you'll, you'll do good. I you're already a rock star. It. I'm trying to figure it out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought maybe you want to go into weddings? I know you say you don't do them. Okay. So, here's <laughs> I got to shoot with the cardio dance babes on um, like what, like Friday night. Mm-hmm. Cardio Dance Babes. I don't know if you've heard of them. Mm-mm. You need to look them up on Instagram. Okay. Um, <clears throat> run by Carrie Anderson and some of her friends. Um, these are some of Holly's friends. Okay. And it was this dance party. And they were having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And the music was going, the DJ was there, and the lights were going. And it was one hell of a vibe. And I was like, this is fun you know like so like with weddings mm-hmm. i wish they could just like you could just shoot the reception exactly <laughs> like yeah because it's all party. hectic before that people are crying and fussing but yeah i get it yeah so um that uh i would i would love to second shoot weddings mm-hmm. i'll tell everyone please i would love to come second shoot weddings okay um 
As far as the pressure and direction, no, I'm not. I'd get anxiety, my friend. Mm -hmm. I would have terrible anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, I do get asked to do some weddings from time to time, mm -hmm. and I just refer them out. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because certain people love doing weddings. Right. So just refer them out. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But any. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Any uh, possibility that you will venture over into a video once you niche no, down on photo? Zero. No, zero. Zero. Really? <laughs> like, like zero. screw that? <laughs> I'm just being dramatic. Yeah. Um, it's tough because you get those clients that are like, hey, while you're out here, can mm -hmm. you shoot a 90 second video? Mm -hmm. And you're like, and I'm once not again, prepared for that. I know. For what, I don't know how. Like, I mm -hmm. do not even know how to turn the Sony to a video setting. I can't. Oh. I don't know what to do. Oh, wow. Um, for me personally, Neil, like the mountain to climb to become a great photographer is tall and steep, mm -hmm. and I got a long way to go, mm -hmm. and I'm climbing that mountain right now. That's great. Um, You're focused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe in 20 years, <laughs> I'll, I'll start doing video, but right now, like, um, I want to capture iconic images. I want to capture images of substance, and that takes craft and skill and work and mm -hmm. practice, mm -hmm. and that's where I'm at. And then also people who edit video, I mean, I don't know how they do it. It's hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours. But I mean, photo the... editing can be hours too. It can, yeah. but, but there's, you know, I understand what you're saying. There's, there's more extensiveness like yes, with a video, <clears throat> you got to cut transition, you know, color grade, color correct. Yeah. Music. It's like, Oh, I'm not picking the right stuff, you know? So it, with photography, I was always attracted to the immediacy of it and the, that you could have no patience. Like I have no patience and so I was an artist, but I, I would get sick of drawing midway through the picture. Mm. And um, But with, with photography, you have the image immediately. Mm -hmm. You can edit it in like three minutes, mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. And so like I just, that's where I am. So I do team up with great videographer friends. And if somebody needs videography, right I on. say, hey, who are we bringing out? I got mm -hmm. these three, four, five guys that are excellent. Mm -hmm. And back to your point, then maybe they're niched down. Right. Drew is tremendous at fitness. Nate is tremendous at, you know, commercial and tactical. Like what mm -hmm. are the, what are the niches? What weddings? Neil's mm -hmm. great at wedding videos. Mm -hmm. Like you start to find those people who are masters of their craft. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. And that way you can just really focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Cause like you said, it takes a while, you know, really an uphill battle. Um, and then definitely finding your style. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you've done that yet? Yeah. I mean, I know the shoots when I walk away and, I walk, walk away from the shoot and can all know immediately like, mm -hmm. yeah, I w I'd like to do 10 more of those or I don't really want to do that type again. Mm, gotcha. Um, so it is that blend between you have bills to pay mm -hmm. and you have to make money. Right. But you're also trying to live out a artistic path that is fulfilling to you and is serving those around you. So, um, yeah, that's right. On. That blend is what you're trying to kind of, you know, figure with. out the whole time mm -hmm. and then even when you think you got it figured out is that right <laughs> it's like oh, i keep i'm hoping to arrive in yeah, 2020. yeah exactly just arrive just get there <laughs> yeah. have it no all i mean it's, it's it's all in it's all really good fun and I yeah think, it is fun yeah i think when you are happy doing something you're, you're passionate about it it's it's so much fun especially when you can make a little bucks off of it or yes. make a living off of it yeah um there's nothing more gratifying than the, for me and I think it's the same probably for you to stop punching people's clocks. Yes. Live your life um, and, and do something mm. that you really, really enjoy doing. Yeah. I do believe most people can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, it is hard work. Uh, a lot of the cliches are true. Um, it's hard, but it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
with the cardio dance babe dance party that was out at uh, the old blue truck something or other venue in Great Court. Okay. And I was messaging with that owner and she's like, yeah, we decided to pursue our dream and leave, leave our uh, stable jobs and do this. And mm-hmm. she was echoing all the same sentiments, super hard, um, challenging. You got to focus, you got to deliver a great product, deliver a great service, mm-hmm. try to have some fun in the meantime, but it's immensely fulfilling to be able to set your own schedule, to make your own business decisions, mm-hmm. to craft, um, the type of final product that you want for yourself. So I do think that theme kind of comes through. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as, and as long as you take that leap yeah, and get over maybe possible fear of doing it, you'll do fine. Have you seen the, um, Steve Harvey video on, you got to jump on why you got to jump mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the family feud taping, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. like, yeah, good stuff. Good words. If I could just distribute that to everybody who's on the brink, mm-hmm. who's in that final, like three or four months of, do I jump? Do I want to go pursue my passion? Uh, they need to look up the Steve Harvey, you got to jump mm-hmm. um, lesson right. after, after one of the family feud tapings. Oh, that just nice. Went off. Yeah. That's sweet. That's pretty sweet right now. Sorry. Logo's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, you can't, you can stay safe mm-hmm. and you can, you can choose to stay safe and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You just, there's consequences to that. Just like there's consequences to jumping. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I think even if you start out as a side hustle with anything creative that you want to do, not just photography, but videography, art, music, I think, you know, you should just at least start. Yes. Don't ever regret not starting and at least trying. Yeah. You know, because you never know what to develop into. Like with your situation, it's now full time for you. Yes. That's fantastic. Yep. Yep. Um, So just start at least. Pick up your camera and start. Amen. That's a good, I guess, way to go about that. Take it from the dream stage and... Start to do it. Yeah, start make it able, real. Start make it real. And as soon as you get legs. that first little bit of change for yes. doing something, yes. then you know it's real. Oh, totally. It totally changed yep. your perspective, or at least it should. It I did agree. for me. I think it did for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Right on. Well, we've been going an hour. I usually <laughs> like to keep them an hour. Yeah, man. Just because I don't want to keep you all day. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Um, tell the folks where they can find you online. And then also, of course, I'm going to leave the link for his course. If you're new to photography or in a rut or struggling about it, take his advice. You know, going from corporate to now full time, he definitely has some valuable information. I think you guys can, you know, look into. But tell them where they can find you online. Um, So Instagram, b.knox.photography is probably the best place. Okay. Uh, The direct messages on Instagram are great. I'm pretty responsive there. And Mm -hmm. website is bnoxphotography.com, Facebook. But Instagram is probably the number one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And again, I'll leave the course below. And yeah. would you say the course is for beginners? Great question. Uh, the course would be for those who are considering jumping from uh, side hustle to okay. full time, particularly in photography. It's geared towards photographers and the things that you need to think through, um, the parts of your life that you need to analyze before you make that jump. It's called Before You Jump. Gotcha. So it's just what you need to kind of go through. Um, again, because I got that question so many times, right? So it's right. not, uh, it's not technical. It's not how to dial in your ISO or set your shutter speed. It is what, what mindset and what analyses do I need to do, uh, and have before I try to leave this day job. Fantastic. Yeah. I, Cause I think I missed on asking you that earlier. So I just want yeah. to no, provide some you know, context yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. I wish you nothing but success. Yeah, man. And I'm sure we'll be seeing each other hanging around and it. stuff like that in Greenville. Yeah. So I look forward to that too. Let's do it. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's a good time. And thank you guys for checking out this episode of Small Talk, Bigger Ideas. And until the next one, take care of yourself.